When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. W- what is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Ready! Down! Set! Hut! 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 Hit me! Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Jerry, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. All right, welcome back. It is the Eskridge Lexus postgame show. We are on the road inside AT&T Stadium where the Sooners have won the Big 12 championship uh, in dramatic fashion in overtime, 30-23 to 23, uh, as they uh, lose the toss in overtime. They uh, get the ball first because Baylor wants to go on defense, which is what you always want to do uh, because it gives you an ch- opportunity to know if you need to go for it on fourth down or not. Uh, it was craziness. There was quarterback carnage. Uh, you, you, Charlie Brewer got knocked out. Of you. For some some reason, I keep trying to call him Cade Brewer. I don't know what why that is. Texas player, Texas tight. He's really good. I like that kid. Um, <laughs> Maybe they're cousins. Uh, uh, also, you know. and then you go to to Gary uh, Bohannon, who is all beat up and. Uh, Matt Rule says after the game, like he just wasn't himself and he couldn't. Be. And so then you bring in. Who? Some guy whose name I still don't know what it is. Jacob Zeno. Jacob Zeno. Zeno. No Zeb Noland. And he throws for a 71-yard <laughs> touchdown pass right off the bat, and you're just like, holy hell, what Matt Rule said that Zeno was running scout team quarterback, and not only scout team quarterback this week, he was running scout team safety, safety. for the Baylor <laughs> offense. And he throws an he throws a touchdown, but was he Jalen Hurts if he were a safety? Was it like role playing? He might throw the ball better than Jalen Hurts, but that's either here nor there because Oklahoma uh, wins a national or wait, a national champ wins a Big Twelve championship. <laughs> Easy. I'm getting ahead of ourselves. They're, you're, they're, watching, they're, you're watching. They're headed LSU. to a college football playoff. You're watching LSU, which is a legitimate national championship team. Is is why you're confused. I think, I think we're pissing off the entire uh, press box here. I knew. Well, you're yelling, you're screaming. I can see uh, <laughs> Tyler Palmentier and Joe Bettner giving us dirty looks. We'll be quiet. We'll be quieter. Barry Trammell's the one to worry about. I know. He will slap you around. I don't think there's anybody in here that will stab us though, so we're good. <laughs> we'll know. stop yelling so much. Okay, I'll be quiet. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we're trying to have a subdued Eskridge Lexus post game podcast. If we Eddie will allow that close to happen, the door. That guy's was probably. Was that the best game, Oklahoma, from a just a viewing entertainment standpoint? Was that the best game no. all season? No, no. I, I doubt. No? I bet. No. I bet oh people. I, if you like 
Big 12 and defense, I'm sure you enjoyed it. But if you're, the national narrative is these teams aren't that good. Yeah. Nobody's, so it's just two nobody's, mediocre teams going at it. Nobody's nervous system is prepared to watch two teams play defense against each other in this league. I, I thought it was a hell of a game. I thought it was For a lot us, of fun yes. down there. It was a lot of fun. Agreed. I Look, it, there were times today when I saw an OU defense, I was like, wow. Like, we haven't seen an OU defense play like that since probably – I don't know. I mean, the, I mean, the late 2000s, the... I mm-hmm. thought the postgame stuff just kind of told the story just as far as Lincoln Riley literally punted the ball back to a Baylor team to basically throw his defense out there and say, all right, boys, I think you're good enough that you can go out there and stop this team. And, and then, of course, they didn't have to. to they yeah. got down to the one. Here's yeah. Lincoln Riley <laughs> talking about the decision to uh, go ahead and punt it away uh, when it was fourth and three. And it was clear that the defense was in trouble and that they weren't really stopping this not Zeb Noland. Should have been Neb Zolan. Zeb Nolan. Jesus. <laughs> you screw up every name that's possible. Uh, here's Lincoln Riley. It was close. I, I went back and forth, honestly, in my mind a few times. Um, you know, I, I felt like in the second half we'd start to open up and move the ball well. Um, so I was kind of confident if it got to an overtime period that we would have a chance to score and be able to score. And then how could you not be confident with the way our defense was playing? Um, and, yeah, we did a great job pinning them down in there, you know, really made it impossible for them to do anything but run clock off. So um, just confidence in our guys, both sides of the ball. By the way, as we are potting this, uh, LSU is up 37-10 to 10 on Georgia. Just uh, an ass beating. Seven minutes, uh, about a little over seven minutes left in the game. I thought it was odd, guys. Like, Lincoln, none of the players would commit to talking about nope. being in the playoffs after the game. They probably didn't know what the, the count was at the time, and LSU was already out to a 14 Did they just lead. not understand the playoff system, you think, <laughs> at Oklahoma? No, I think they understand it. I think that they just, I don't know, didn't want to jinx it, maybe. They don't want to politic. They don't want to be the crybaby team. Like, if they didn't make it. I think what it was is, like, they, you know, if this happened and Georgia won this game, they didn't want to be disappointed going into the Sugar Bowl or whatever. Like not getting your hopes up yes. almost, kind of. Well, Maybe that was what Lincoln kind of com- – I think that's probably what he probably commanded his coaches. By Sunday at players uh, to be Sunday like. noon tomorrow, you're going to know that Oklahoma's headed back <laughs> to the college football playoff for the fourth time in five years. Here was something we were just discussing because everybody's trying to figure out travel. Um, Ohio State still has to play Wisconsin tonight. LSU's been very, very impressive. They'll have every claim to be a number one. Is there any reason Ohio State wouldn't want to go to Atlanta? I just don't think of Buckeye fans there. Yeah. Too hot for them. Phoenix is a hell of a dr- uh, not a drive, but I mean it's it's where they it's won like the national championship. Sixty miles different. I'm, they won the national championship. Columbus to Columbus Phoenix, Columbus to, Phoenix to, Atlanta. to Atlanta is like sixty miles difference. So it doesn't matter. But here's the thing: like, does it does it matter though? I I think tomorrow LSU is going to go to number one. I don't. I mean, it depends on what happens like, tonight. Sure, that's sure. what we can't answer. If they kill yeah, Wisconsin and <laughs> Justin Fields looks fantastic, no, that makes sense. I mean, they they've already passed it. But here's the thing: like, if you're Ohio State, don't you want your name being mentioned in Atlanta for a whole week as much as possible Just for recruiting, recruiting purposes? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that would make sense. I haven't really even thought about it that way. Uh, I, I don't. It, it will be interesting to see. I mean, OU. Unless something just drastically crazy like happened Clemson tonight, losing. they're going to be the four seed, right? <laughs> Clemson losing. They're going to be the four seed when it's all said and done. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about what we saw tonight here. I mean, OU's defense was fantastic. I mean, for a large portion of this game, it was 111 yards through three quarters. 
It's unbelievable. And then I mean to to think about and we were all there, guys. I mean to think about where this defense has come from, uh, even going back into last year at the beginning of the year. Like think about the Texas game and just how shitty that was, <laughs> and just how terrible they were. Uh, to think that this is a team that basically, I don't know. I mean, I, I well here's I mean here's the thing. This is a team, and since that Kansas State game, they've had some better defensive performances and they've really been put behind the eight ball by Jalen Hurts and they were in his today. turnovers again which today. they were again today again but again today it was but here's the thing like you saw that defense bit like they've played the seven games they go to Kansas State they really lay an egg uh Iowa State was pretty good for a while and then it you know uh it it got close again the defense had to make a play at the end of the game Tech, TCU well Baylor was crap the first half of course turnovers great the second half then they played TCU which they gave up 204 yards total offense against TCU. Like yep. you're sitting there, like that's a masterpiece defensively. Like this defense looks like they're getting pretty good today. I thought you saw a defense that is finally matured throughout the season. All the stuff they've been through, like they were just ridiculously dominant at times up front. Yes, in the secondary. Yes, uh, you know they they had more breakups today. I think than they had any other time this year. A secondary that didn't have their starting uh, nickel too, because Buki didn't even play in for I'd say what three quarters mm -hmm. of the game. He got hurt in the first quarter on that uh, Charlie Brewer run, and when which they I think in, in turn hurt Brewer as well. That was his probably, first yeah. first head contact. And when they brought in Toby Zoland, uh, they were playing you know five <laughs> receivers. Empty set. I mean, yeah, it was. they were having to play Justin Broyles, and uh, even Trey Brown went out for a little while yeah. uh, on a kickoff. He got you know banged up on a kickoff return. He was out for a little bit, but he ends up coming back. Uh, really made probably the play of the day when it's all said and done. But uh, and I, the refs allowed them to be physical too. Yeah, I like it. I'm all for it. I was watching this I'll this say, game Mike, earlier. Mike he had a good day. I I will say that he did get his name out there plenty. Oh, I'm sure. Well, and the whole Charlie Brewer thing was interesting. Just I know I give him a lot of shit, but I do kind of, in a way, respect what he did going to Matt Rule and uh, basically telling him that. Well, it's funny. We did the same thing with Buki and OU, it, apparently. It felt oh, same. really? Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, he, I missed Remember, that. he announced it over the, Pete, over the microphone that he is out because of they should be looking at well, him. You can't him. hear anything on the field. Right. Didn't he introduce himself at micro? It, it, Overtime though, like I'm head referee Mike Defee. Oh, oh God, I hope he did. I, I missed that. You can't hear anything on you the can't PA hear system on the field. You're down on the field. It's the one thing that Gerald doesn't have. I thought overall <laughs> though, I mean Ronnie Perkins and Jalen Redmond were extremely good today. But I mean, here's the thing. I mean, all this crap goes back and forth. Uh, you know, it's 13-10 at halftime. It looks like OU's finally distanced themselves at 23-13. Uh, Baylor comes roaring back, and then you're like. It's going to overtime. Like, this could go e anyway. Like, how is this going to go for Oklahoma? Because Brooks was out then. And it literally was like the ABCs of how to win overtime. Like, yeah. it was, you could have made a manual out of it. Especially if you're going to have to go on offense first. You score, and then you push them back. Here's Lincoln Riley talking about what uh, he, he was talking about with his players at the start of overtime. We brought the guys right up as we went to overtime, and, and I told them this was, this, was, this was fitting. This is the way we started fall camp was, was red zone work and uh, three straight days of it, and it's fitting that you know start fall camp and then finish the you know the regular season championship game with with kind of that overtime period and uh they, they stuck to it they did uh they absolutely stuck to it um and uh so you know we, we had to be very mentally tough again and this group proved again that it is 
And, you know, the players kind of mentioned the same thing. But, I, I mean, for that, that really worked out probably perfect for Oklahoma. You got yeah. to go on offense first. You really d- couldn't think it over too much. Got the face mask. You got the face mask penalty right away. You get down to the five-yard line, and boom, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Perfect time, He's perfect call, perfect damn place. Good running back. Yeah. He had a couple tonight that were just I, – I thought, you know, not nothing crazy. But you look up, and it's like, oh, God, he got – 14 yards on that play. Well, Tackle on special teams. <laughs> yeah, he, he brought he brought the wood to as, uh, to use an old Oklahoma term. As good as Kennedy Brooks is, um, it, it, I love his style. He's the natural. Um, you know, love watching his old school ways of running. He's just, I mean, he's not easy to bring down, but when you're playing Baylor as physical late as they are, he's not getting a lot of extra yards after contact, whereas Ramondre Stevenson is like a bulldozer. Yeah, and, and there agreed. were times. Yeah. I think Lincoln could have used him more tonight than he did, especially early. But it ended up when Kennedy Brooks got hurt. That was actually a big plus for this offense that Ramondre Stevenson had to be a guy that they relied. It was on. almost like you better get north south. This is you have to get down there, uh, and it, it it worked out. And you know, it just seemed like this was the type of game that Oklahoma has played in all year, and there was no panic at any point for them. I, I thought that that was pretty important. Uh, you know, and obviously that you know Baylor hasn't been in this situation. They haven't been in a game like this. And I, th- I thought the way that they responded in the first half, and then the way that Oklahoma was able to just kind of keep everything together and never really let it get really away from them, I thought that was important as well. You know, it's crazy. I didn't didn't cut up any of the audio for it, but just sitting in the Baylor post game press conference, listening to the players field questions, it was. I almost wish you know we could have sat down. Uh, some of the people in the game thread, uh, maybe to to watch their press conference because it really was a study in perspective. Like the Baylor players were like, we loved getting to play a team like Oklahoma twice this year and seeing where we were. And like this was, you know, they were disappointed and it was not a great season. You know, it was it was a great season. It wasn't the result that they wanted. Uh, but Matt, from Matt Rule to all those players, even uh, the Lynch kid who's a fantastic player, like. They couldn't be happier to have had the season that they had to possibly play in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, of course, they're rooting for Oklahoma to move on to the playoffs so they can play. And Rule even tweeted Florida that. or whatever. Yeah, in, in the <laughs> Sugar Bowl. Rule even tweeted. Uh, but, I mean, just to watch that program, it, from afar, it's, it's, it's impressive to see. It's kind of a rebirth, you know, and, and I know Jason Kersey was talking this morning about, um, you know, how, how Matt Rule has made Baylor likable again. For a lot of people. I was just getting ready to say that. It's like, I'm like almost born into a life of just wanting to hate the guy at Baylor. (laughs) And I can't hate Matt Rule. I love Matt Rule. I have a man crush on Matt Rule. It's unbelievable. You should run 40s with him. Well, are you going to cut your sleeves off of your your pullovers I would if I could. I might have to if I can't get my clothes out of the hotel. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, we had established that we... We're coming down here. We're going to – Eddie and I came down last night. I, this is what where it turns weird. I felt very generous, and I said, Eddie, I'm going to give you your own hotel room. I know. I've, I've effed myself on ever getting my own room again on the road I, because I'm of this. I'm going to give you your own king bed. Oh, and it was so nice, you're too. Gonna, you're not going to have me snoring. You're not going to be snoring for me. It was a perfect – it was a perfect scenario. You you know you could go out and do your thing, get your six pack or whatever you do when we go on the road, and come back to the room I without got a being shamed. last night. So you can do that. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't. Should have. I don't that. think I they have. The, well, they probably have them in Las Colinas. Yeah, 
Probably nice Expensive. Ones. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I splurged a little bit, and I said, we're going to stay, and then Bob's coming down. We've got, you know, the, the Big 12 was nice enough to give us two parking passes, even though uh, they wouldn't call on me in the post game today, and I got very pissed oh. off. I, I basically thought was, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm not funny, but it's just like, oh my god! I thought you were going to lose it. I thought you were going to. I it. was going to kill Peter Irwin, the moderator. Yes, I, the thought did cross my mind. Uh, of just, I had my microphone, which is very heavy, my uh, EV microphone. Should have thrown it at I him. I thought about throwing it at him. Just I, throw it up there. Or at least my shoes are pretty light. Like, and he's old. I don't want to kill him. I don't think it. It wouldn't have been frowned upon. Killing? Like it, no, not killing, but... <laughs> I think he doesn't like me for some things I did like 10 years ago in press conference settings. Well, and he thinks... He'll get over there's it. There's that young whippersnapper that asks stupid questions. Well, he's a moderator at a press conference. So, so anyway, uh, Eddie realizes that we we're Bob's coming to get his tickets. I said, Eddie, you can go with Bob. And then you were finishing up I was radio, finishing up my so radio it was going to work show. out to where I was going to just ride with Bob. And, and you could get here as easy. early as possible, yeah. and I'd be like 30 minutes behind yeah, you. It was perfect. And I just figured, Eddie knows we're checking out, and he needs to get all his shit out of the room. Uh, and so the game is going on. At 5 o'clock, I look in my emails, like after it's over, because we're getting all the, the stuff from well, the Well, I'm glad you looked. <laughs> what didn't matter. By the time I found it, it was too late. And I got an email saying... Yes, uh, your room 170 has stuff in it still, and you need to get it out by 3. This was at 5 o'clock. Yeah. Or we're going to charge you for another day. And so I was like, surely it's just like a dop kit or something. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Everything that I brought down here, besides the stuff that I brought to the stadium, it Except just didn't the camera, even, it didn't even register clothes. with me. Well, not all. I mean, it's like a shirt and a bag. Yeah. So it's not a whole lot. They could have taken it out of there, but... I didn't even, it didn't even register with me. I think I was thinking an 11 a.m. game, we'll get done, and we'll just drive back by. After we, this story, Ed Eskridge is never going to let you take a car anywhere. I know. I, I'm never going to get a room. I'm never going to be able to get a car from Eskridge Lexus, which you should use if you're going to get a Lexus. But it's kind of embarrassing. It's a little disappointing in myself. Uh, I'm going to pay the 70 bucks because I would get a good rate just so we can give you shit about this for the rest of eternity. It's just... <laughs> It's I, worth it I to couldn't me. believe it. I could not believe that. But all, all end is something. All is well that all ends is well. well. There you go. Thank okay, you, back to uh, football. Uh, back to football, Dean. Um, Jalen Hurts, obviously another shit game. I just it. It's weird. It just happens. I mean, I'm shocked. I, I think so, out of I everything mean, that we've seen this season. His inability to hold on to the football is in the worst times. It's like <laughs> in the worst okay. times. It's either running into the end zone to score, right? Mm -hmm. When you're clearly going to score, or up. when you're so deep into your own territory that someone has gotten a penalty on a kickoff or something, like at the twelve yard line, or like if you put him on the twenty five, he's fine. But if you put him like on in inside the fifteen, he's gonna throw a pick or he's gonna fumble. It's insane. The, how? The fumble is okay. Uh, it's not okay. You got to hold on hit. to the ball. But he got hit. he did get blindsided. Yeah, like I, Baylor's defensive line in the first half was incredible. They played yeah. much better than the. first I thought game. James Lynch was all over yes. the place. And Lynch didn't have a great game. The and first then all game. of a sudden, you look up in the second half, and Adrian Ely's not out there. 
and which you caught and right we away. I mean we I, I DM'd you guys during the game because he got banged up on that field goal field, which on is the so first weird. one it was the one that who got the uh, the penalty was it Hayes Marquise Hayes yes. Marquise? yes yes so Hayes after that is when he came limping off the field he finished the first half and then you look up in that first drive of the the first series in the second half and all of a sudden Eric Swenson and RJ Proctor are out there and I that's when I thought uh oh Oh, you might be in trouble. They're down thirteen to ten already. Uh, even though that they, they they were able to get that three and out to start the second half, uh, didn't they go? Oh, you went three and out as well uh, immediately to start the to second start half, that, or did they drive down and get the field goal? They That's scored the twice. It was Burkich and then Nick Basquin. Where the, was the touchdown? No, that it was, was a hell it was of a two throw. back. It was two three and outs for Baylor and OU. It was a field goal scored first. ten. Okay. Yeah. 10 points in, 13, in their 13. first two Either drives, or. Yeah. It, I just didn't know. The way that Baylor was able to get pressure on Hurts in the first half. Almost kind of had him jittery the rest did. of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was it was, it was was crazy, but it, we haven't even mentioned the guy's name one time yet, but C.D. Lamb, can he win the Blitnikoff with just his sparing performances? Because without him on the field today, OU probably doesn't win the game, right? Correct. I mean, he was named the MVP of the game. Uh, it was kind of a no-brainer. I mean, some of the catches that he made, uh, obviously the one in the first quarter uh, with the long run, it was almost the exact same play that he had against Texas that he ended up fumbling, wasn't yes. it? Yes, yeah, from last year. Yeah, yeah. in mm-hmm. the Big 12 championship game. It was, I mean, almost, were, it was in the same spot of the field, if I remember were really correctly, as well. two important throws today. The you know seventy one yarder whatever yeah seventy one yarder to C D Lamb to kind of break things open a little bit to the start of the game sure and then the touchdown to Nick Basquin and that was a hell of a throw yeah. and probably a better grab than great a, adjustment than adjustment to the football yeah, yeah. first touchdown in three years that's crazy it's crazy but I mean outside of that I mean it was just it was just a bunch of you know throws a- to either pick up. You know, drives. There was that thirty-yarder to to CD Lamb when it was like first and twenty. Yes, yeah. that's the one that's not going to count because they they had the punt bef- with a minute left. But that, that was the that fourth was, and three. That was first and twenty, and somehow Lamb was able to grab that. That's when I thought Burkage was going to kick the game-winning field goal. Uh, by the way, uh, just Jalen Hurts in general. I mean, you know he's going to react um, and celebrate his teammates. You know, when games like this happen, we've seen that all throughout the year. He did uh, in the post-game press conference. Really uh, took time out to kind of celebrate his teammates. He was on the the dais, the podium, whatever you want to call it, uh, with Neville Gallimore, uh, as well as Lincoln Riley, uh, Kenneth Murray, and who was the? There was one other person. Lamb. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. So here's uh, Jalen Hurts after the game. How about these guys up here? Two defensive leaders. Stepping in, playing well, getting it done for us. C.D. Lamb coming coming back after everybody thinks he's gone or something. And I mean, he he's a dog. We got good, we got great players on this team. We got great coaching. Um, and I, I'm blessed to be where my feet are. I say it all the time. I, I'm truly blessed to be with these guys. Coach Riley said it on senior night or going to practice one of those days. Um, <clears throat> He said three years ago, if you ever thought your senior night would be at Oklahoma, you thought I'd be, you know, kidding. I said, yeah, I, I never would have, I wouldn't, you know. And I told Coach Grinch after this game just how crazy it is. If I would ever thought as a true freshman starting for Coach Saban 
winning the SC championship, going to a national championship, that I would be a Big 12 championship, be, be a Big 12 champion with the Oklahoma Sooners in three years. I thought he was lying too. <clears throat> but God works in mysterious ways, and I'm blessed to be here with these guys. I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to go down as one of the more interesting stories in the history of OU football. Um, he's not going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks. But, you know, outside of the leadership thing, all of that stuff, I think it was great in the offseason, great to kind of get some of these guys like CeeDee Lamb focused. It, you know, he's going to be a polarizing figure with this fan base. I mean, it just historically. I mean, I maybe some people will – only remember him for a guy that you know scored fifty or was responsible for over fifty touchdowns or whatever, but literally he has, which is just insane <laughs> that 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 like he came and did that yeah. and people are still gonna have their varying opinions about the guy, right? Oh yeah, but he is completely not worn out as welcome, but like people lose their minds now. But if but if he the, turns it over, yeah, then he has those moments post game where he's carrying the flag and you you realize again. He actually does like being a Sooner. This wasn't just a business trip for like maybe one this year. one uh, when Dennis Dodd asked him a very leading question and he threw this out there. For if you guys get there, this is going to be your fourth playoff. Could you describe the difference between the roads to get there? You played everybody in the league in this league. You play Baylor twice. Um, SEC is a different animal. Can you just you know compare the two roads? Well, there's a narrative out there that the SEC is a different animal, but the Big Twelve is tough. Has really good teams. Um, I mean, Baylor, they're a really good team, very physical team. I mean, I got a lot of respect for, for, for them. So we're going to enjoy it and, you know, just enjoy it. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of those instances. Like, you have a guy that took the SEC by storm for a couple of years. He's come to the Big 12. He struggled. He's also got the crap knocked out of him oh, by yeah. Baylor twice this year. 23 uh, carries, 38 yards. It's brutal. I will Brutalized say, today. I will not miss the uh, Jalen Hurts lead running play I when thought, it's gone. I thought some of those some of those play calls, especially in the red zone today, were pretty telling just as far as they were saying. We're playing conservative. We're, and we got a great kicker, and we're not going to turn the ball over once we get down there because it almost got him beat in Waco there's no and doubt it, into that, a way it got him almost beat today. There's no doubt that at times Jalen Hurts has Lincoln Riley spooked. Yeah. I, and oh, rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you be? Or how could you not be with the with some of the turnovers that we just talked about and how just poorly timed that they are, it seems like, sometimes. And I, I, I saw some moments on the bench just from the TV uh, where Lincoln was spending plenty of time over there kind of coaching him up and loving him up and all that and, you know, building his trying to build his confidence back up. Like, that's the other thing. It's like, did anyone really think that they were going to yank Jalen Hurts? It's almost like since it happened at Alabama. I mean, the the typical tweet, the hot of uh, the hottest of hot takes is Lincoln Riley. If you want to be Nick Saban, you'll yank his ass right now. We are not disrespecting Roy Williams, but he had the quote tweet that said it at halftime. Yeah, Roy Williams, the Roy Williams. Well, it's ignorant. It's dumb. It, he said something like Saban would have done it or he something. Said Saban did it. Yeah, that was wrong, Roy. Well, I mean, that's just like, like I just I, I I don't. It's like there's a post on our board right now. Like I love reading the game thread after wins. <laughs> the like, hot because takes in everybody between. just wants to fire everyone, and it's it's more fun now without Mike Stoops. Uh, <laughs> but it's still you know. 
you have a feeling like people throw, you know, some of these people would throw their kids away. Or maybe they did. Oh, someone I had to go get them out of the dumpster. Some might. I, th- I think that there's a lot of them that would just, that's their only outlet. They can't yell at their kids because they're nice people, so they <laughs> play characters on the internet. <laughs> that's probably true. It just, it, it's, it's almost improbable, guys, that. Not only is Oklahoma going back to a college football playoff tomorrow. By but the way, it is a final. 37 yeah, LSU is 10, LSU over Georgia. Not only is this group going back to a college football fin- uh, playoff, but it just seems like you just sit there and you think, how? How is this team, after we left Manhattan, did you ever think that they were, not only were they going to get themselves back in this thing, but end the, up winning the Big 12 yeah, and putting themselves in the, the table? position to where – I mean, I would imagine they're going to end up be in Atlanta. I, I mean, we talked about it before we started. I, I, we don't know where they're going to be headed, but. Well, we know they're the four seed. Sure. And if LSU moves up to one. You know it's Atlanta. You know it's Atlanta. Can. Um, I don't know if Ohio State can be impre- impressive enough to to hold them off from being a one seed. I'll say that. Can this team win a national championship? No. The OU team? No. Yes. No. Okay. I would just be, you know what? I would. That was okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and next next subject. Next next season. Just moving on. Next subject. <laughs> uh, I would be just happy for uh, you know somebody like Kenneth Murray if OU played LSU and held them, you know, made it a game. Mm-hmm. Like held them to 20-something. You know this plays into this coaching staff's hands, though, as far as they're going to spend uh, basically what it amounts to a month. It's only no, three weeks. Or three weeks. Nobody thinks you guys are worth shit. Nobody thinks that it's going to be. Oh, all i got to do you, is wait for Jim Moore you, to come back on championship drive. You think drive. that Oklahoma has already put out the us versus the world narrative? Just but, wait until tomorrow. It starts tomorrow, and it's going to be three weeks straight of basically Oklahoma shouldn't be playing in the playoffs. Here's this is for me. This is the the story I want to see play out. I want to see Kenneth Murray lead a defense into a college football playoff where he finishes off where with something he can actually be proud of. I mean, like you think about the Rose Bowl, what a joke he became to every. I mean, he became the poster boy there's for. A, there's OU's a lot of guys on that failures. defense that have done that. Have I mean, been Chance kind of Sylvie like the, never recovered. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so but I mean Caleb Kelly. I mean, he played really well today. By the way. Parnell Motley really well. to an assertive Parnell extent. Motley yeah. is like for those guys to just I mean, be able to go into a playoff and show that their defense is capable what again. Was, what and was Tua? Twenty four of twenty seven. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and here's Kenneth Murray talking about that very thing. You've been forced to be the spokesman for this defense for years now. Um, you go through Georgia. You go through Alabama. What would it mean to you to see this defense, the way that it's playing, go back into the college football playoffs with? All the narrative that's out there surrounding you guys. I mean, I mean it'd be huge for this team period to, to be able to get that opportunity. Um, and I think um, that's what I'm focused on is just, you know, us as a team getting this opportunity. But, um, you know, whether, you know, we playing in the college football playoff or we just playing um, outside in the backyard, Speed D going to play the way that we play. We're going to do our jobs and go out there and execute. Lincoln and Jalen whispering to each other up on the podium. Go back and sweet nothings. I'm going to go back and do some audio analysis. Yeah, I got the money. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put it in my bank account? 
I don't know what they. I, I I moved the camera. I got video of it. I'll put it up on the board. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, this defense. I, you know, are they a finished product? No. Have they made a statement this year? I think absolutely. For sure. No, they've they I, they've made the loudest statement that you can make without saying basically we're here. I mean, they've the the turnover from night and day is night and day, just as far as what they've been able to accomplish and. Uh, Look at the stats. Tell the story. Just watching him tells the story, Bob. It's it's been it's been a complete transformation. That I'll be honest. I don't think that there was anybody outside of the the OU fan that would cut your throat to win a football game. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be possible for them to be able to turn this thing around this quickly. Yeah, I mean, we heard from everyone since spring about how they were turning the corner, but you're like, no, are you real? You're really going to be able to do that? that quickly and it turns out for some of these some of these guys they could kenneth murray buki neville gallimore ronnie part like these guys just shrugged off what had happened during the last season and were ready to buy in the grinch and go play that speed that uh, speed d did q overton play at all tonight yes I thought that Dylan Fahamatu was out there a ton tonight. They rotated, I thought, more than – and it might have been because of the injury situation, but I <laughs> thought that they rotated more than they had in the past couple games today. Uh, you know, obviously, even uh, Brian Mead got in there when Murray had to come out. I, yeah. I thought when he went down, I thought he tore his ACL. I, I thought it was a knee injury or something. I knew it wasn't because they never looked – they weren't looking at his lower body when they yeah. were out there. It was yeah. all, I thought maybe he got, like, sternum injury or something. I was concerned it would be something tell. like that. Or I just you know, broken tell. collarbone or something like that. But he came right back in. And, and pretty much I, – I mean, Bob wrote about this in his notebook. Everything was pretty much a concussion tonight except for Adrian Ely. So he's the mm-hmm. only thing that's really – he was, to me, that much up in the air. And he, and he was limping, so I would okay. say that it was some type of knee or ankle or something that maybe has been laboring him for a while. And with OU getting three weeks off now between this and the college football playoffs, it's going to be good news for him. What I will say is both Buki and Kennedy Brooks, full participants in the on-field celebrations. So maybe it's a concussion for, for both guys, maybe not. But they had enough wherewithal, and they were good enough physically, mentally, to be out there under the bright lights and be able to have confetti celebration. Uh, Before we get to uh, just a little bit more playoff talk, uh, let's do this real quick. Eskridge Lexus is all about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the Soonerscoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners' best with our Eskridge Lexus Player of the Game. All right, uh, Eskridge Lexus Player of the Game. Well, I mean, you had a most outstanding player uh, named in this game, and it was C.D. Lamb, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, defensively. I'm going to pull a carry. Okay. From two two weeks ago, you gave it to the entire offensive line. I'm going to give it to the entire defensive line. That's a move. You can do that here. <laughs> More than acceptable. I mean, Jalen Redman, Nick Nick Benito, Guaybu, uh, Gallimore, Perkins. I mean, Calvin Thibodeau. Benito, like, to me, was the guy that was just the standout today. He really was. I mean, he was fantastic. I mean, Kenneth Murray led the team in tackles. He was all over the field. He had, you know, he, at times 
he stoned uh, and who knew Charlie Brewer was such a tough tackle like yeah he destroyed Buki Baylor's a tough football team they are I don't think the people realize like the type of contact that is going down on the field down there and you'll be able to see it in the sights and sounds and stuff like that but it was a that was a physical football game and you know who had a really good game today but it doesn't show up in the stat sheet it's Ronnie Perkins yeah Mm-hmm. Sure, he had one. Matt Rule even singled him out in the post game. He had a track down on early in the game on Brewer that he ended up getting the hit and he took him down to the ground. But Brewer had already got the ball out. But it was on one of those third downs that he maybe completes that pass if he's not getting pressured by by Perkins. And it seems like you're getting a lot more of that. And I think you could live with that as opposed to not seeing him at all. Yeah, and then Jalen Redmond, uh, you know, led the team in tackles for loss, which was an interesting stat because he only had three tackles and he had two and a half of them were for tackles for and loss. Did Alex Grinch say something after the game that Redmond he his, popped, his, he his, popped shoulder his shoulder twice. out of place twice. twice. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so guy's gonna be I a mean, football player. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to give kudos. To pretty much everybody on defense. Offensively, it's it's much more difficult. But Ceedee Lamb, obviously, well, they don't win the had game the biggest plays. Yeah, they don't win the game. I, and then, like we said, I mean the the the. Look, Kennedy Brooks was fantastic today. Sure. Uh, he's been fantastic for a while, but I, I just really liked seeing Ramondre Stevenson yeah. come in and, and be a part of that. And, and that's the perfect mix. He doesn't yeah. need 15 carries, but you give him 5 oh, to 10, yeah. he'll do what he needs to do. Absolutely. And, you know, I, Bob, you, I think you said it before we started the podcast, but you get the ball back after after you hold Baylor to the field goal. You tie the game. They tie the game up. There's three minutes left or whatever three and a half minutes, I can't remember what it was exactly, but all of a sudden you're backed up first and 20, and Lamb makes that grab across the middle, and it moves the chains, and, you know, you can always, you can play the what-if game, but, you know, if OU doesn't get that play right there, all of a sudden Baylor has the ball on the 45, 50-yard mm-hmm. line. With timeouts. With timeouts, and it, I, it just – that those small little plays aren't going to be plays that, uh, you know, we'll put in highlight packages and stuff. But those were the types of plays that ended up, I think, helping Oklahoma win the game today. It, it, it's not going to be the sexiest thing because they ended up punting anyways. But but, I'm not sure what that Baylor punt returner was doing. Yeah, that, yep. and Reese Munchane, uh, that was that was a hell of a punt. And that, in that moment, to pin them deep on the one-yard line and basically make them uh, run the clock out, was it was extremely important. I mean, <laughs> it was kind of one of those games that every play mattered, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. You know, it's, it's week 13. Um, we've done a lot of these podcasts. Uh, we've been a lot of different places, not just uh, on Saturdays, but on Friday nights as well. And a big part of that is Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City uh, giving us loaner cars, uh, letting us drive uh, some of their finest fleets, uh, The you know, like the, the Big Daddy LS, which some of those things are six-figure cars. You don't have to pay quite as much uh, uh, for those, but, you know, just everything that they do for us just helps us out so much and helps us uh, bring you guys even more content and more uh, stories and more video and all that stuff, so... Can't tell them how much we appreciate their sponsorship of the Eskridge Alexis Post Game Podcast. We put their name on it for a reason. Uh, but it, yeah, give Ed Eskridge a call uh, over at Eskridge Alexis. Just go online at, at EskridgeLexus.com and uh, check out their inventory. If you're looking for a new luxury car uh, and you want to just have something that you just really enjoy driving every day and it's not just a beater, 
Uh, you know, I've had one for over 10 years and uh, just love driving it every day. We drove it down here. Still love it. Love it. And I'll be getting a new one here real soon. So, um, you know, go check them out. They do a great job for us and tell them you're a scoop listener, a podcast listener, a subscriber, and uh, they'll get you taken care of, give you a really good deal on a brand new Lexus. All right. So uh, playoff announcements will be tomorrow, 11 o'clock. Uh, coming here from uh, the Gaylord Texan, I believe. Yep, yep. Uh, just down the road. And uh, Lincoln Riley, once again, didn't really want to go into it, didn't really want to politic, but he was asked after the game what he would say in terms of his playoff worthiness as a team. You know, they're, they've got a job to do. I get that. Uh, we've had a job to do as a team, which was – continue to prove through the year, trust the things that we could, and then ultimately win a Big 12 championship. We've done that. Uh, we'll see whatever road it takes us on, but whichever one it is, we'll be ready. And I, I think they're in pretty good shape. That, that You know, all this stuff was before LSU really took care of Georgia. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't see what you were pointing at. I was like, why do you want me to see Matt Berry's fantasy show? <laughs> uh, on your laptop. Come on, it's you actually, know me better than that. I'm not pointing just, that shit out. It's 14-7. 14-7 uh, Clemson. Clemson over Virginia. And Ohio State's yet to kick, so uh, that'll be what lis- listening to drive home. Eddie's flipping people off because we're in glass about? everywhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I you know we need to head back home. They're getting ready to Let's shut down Jerry World on us. Uh, any last thoughts, Bob? Let's start with you. Uh, Sooners twelve and one on the season. Big Twelve champions, fifth time in a row. Probably should get that out there. Uh, Jerry World is their oyster. Uh, love the family moment with Alex Grinch. You know, a lot of these coaches have been around this. Uh, may, not all five, but at least like two or three. First one for Grinch. And the moment he had with his dad, with his wife and his kids, you you, you understand just how much this, this, re- this really means to them. That was his dad? Yep. Okay. I didn't know that, so... Uh, that was really cool. I got and I got video. I'll put it up on the board before we leave. But uh, you know, it's just it's one of those things. I think that we get so wrapped up in it that we forget how much this kind of stuff means to people. And you know, obviously, it means a lot to Alex Grinch. Uh, obviously, it means a lot to uh, you know that whole crew down there. So it was pretty. I I think improbable is the right word. Like I I did not expect this team not to maybe to get to the Big Twelve Championship. Yes to actually be able to win it, to be able to do it the way that they did, almost kind of transformed themselves in the middle of the season to go from a team that was banging their head against the glass almost in a way to basically becoming a ball control team because of what they have. I It's it's been impressive. I think it's been a really good coaching job by uh, not just Lincoln Riley, but the entire staff. And who knows? We'll see. It's the, amazing. This team keeps surprising me. I'm not going to say that I'm not shutting them out of a national championship picture like you two. <laughs> <laughs> Man of the people. I'm not going to be realistic <laughs> like you two. Just let me have my moment. Uh, I'm sure you'll make a, a wonderful video about it in the in the weeks to come. Yeah, maybe so. Might have to do a little something if they're going to do Atlanta. It, it, really two drastic places, Atlanta or Phoenix. The Tempe, loveliness Paradise Valley of <laughs> Scottsdale, Arizona. Camelback. Atlanta or Scottsdale, Arizona. Let's face it, we've never done anything fun in Atlanta besides no. cover recruiting. No, and it doesn't sound like we will either this time <laughs> around either. 
Well, that'll be up to you. Can I do a video? Can I smoke crack on the side no. on the street with no. somebody? No. Well, you can. That's very easy to do in Atlanta. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You can. You don't but, have to go anywhere. But uh, no, you cannot do that. You know, the last time that we were in Atlanta for the five star, uh, Josh and I ended up staying at the, uh, the Ritz Carlton. Have to go back. See what's I going stayed on. there too. Did you? Yes. But you weren't with us for the five star. I was there for the publisher convention. That's right. I was okay, waiting that's for right. baby. And then I was yeah, there, for, right. I was there for check-in. And then I came home. No, you weren't there for check-in. I don't think... You went out there like a couple days before us. And then you came back. That sounds right. I was I was playing boss man for the week, yeah. There you go. All right. Well, it's been... Uh, Good season. It's been a ride. Start the postseason. It's hard to believe. Postseason starts now. It's hard to right. believe. Could have Jalen Hurts on Monday. Hard to okay. I guess I cool. can't talk Final on my own stuff. podcast. Hard to believe that the Kansas State game happened and uh, we're sitting here with the Sooners about to be invited into the college football playoff. What if they aren't? The, the system is broken. <laughs> will there be all-out riots in I the I know streets? what your next video will be if, if they're not. Oh, we'll go find Jim Mora. How about that? Yes, we'll blame it on him and Jonathan Velma. All right, thanks to everybody for listening. It's been a great trip uh, this season. Uh, stay tuned. I'm sure we'll have some more things uh, planned for the bowl game, as we always do. And uh, can't tell you how much we appreciate you being a part of the podcast each and every week, uh, especially the, the post game. It's just been doing bonkers. And uh, thanks to Ed Eskridge and Eskridge Lexus uh, for making this possible uh, once again. So we're going to get out of here before they close it all down on us. Thanks uh, to Bob Prisbillo. Eddie Rodosovich, and I'm Kerry Murdoch, and we'll see you next time back here on the Eskridge Lexus Postgame Podcast.